Well, <clears throat> it's a big privilege for me to be standing on this pulpit this morning. Uh, it's really good to, to be with you all this morning. Uh, I, been, I bring greetings from the churches in Cuba, and all of them know that I'm here this morning. So they're praying for you in the same way that you just pray for them. Uh, thank you for having Cuba in your hearts and in your prayers. That's something really special. To know that other people around the world pray for you and and that we are brothers and sisters all over the, the earth. So that's really good to know that God is the one you, who unites all, uh, all of us. So this morning I'm going to be speaking on Psalm 46. So we can turn our Bibles in Psalm 46. And we just got the report uh, of how bad everything can be around the world. And then now, the first, uh, one of the questions that I was answering this morning is, what about our hope? You know, what's your hope? Everything is so bad around the world. You see wars here, wars there, everything is going on, everything is happening. But then here we have Psalm 46. And it's really good for us to know, and we can relate just in something like in the Bible. If we just keep just knowing how the world is, we will just go really apart from everything, but we have the Bible, and that's really good. Verse number one says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. This gives us like the, the complete start of everything that we can just feel that is going around the world. Sometimes in Cuba, I like just to, to approach the kids, first of all, and I just go and, and tell them, like, I'm going to tell a story, and I'd like some of the kids come after the service or later, and just let me know where you can find this story in the Bible. So one of the examples for this first part of, of the Psalm 46 is a story that we can find on the New Testament, and it's about, here is a boat, and on this boat, there was some disciples. And there on that boat was the master. The funny part of that part of the Bible is that in that boat, these disciples were having a, a big storm. Here they were. Here is the master. And as soon as the storm was getting really, really bad, a big, big storm in the middle of, of this, of this um, place, the master was sleeping. And here were these disciples just thinking that the world was going to collapse. And the master continued sleeping. Then when they thought that everything was coming to the end, they went where the master was and just wake him up and told the master, hey, all of this is going so bad. And you're sleeping there. And the master said to them, you don't have faith. You have little faith. He went, stand there, just spoke to everything was going on on the sea. And everything went to call. Here we are in front of this psalm. And start telling us God is our refuge and strength, a very present help. In trouble. The, the beginning of this psalm just go, just go and say God is. And then after that it says is our. Those three words is something that we need to have really clear for us in our life. God is. 
How many of you know how, what, God, what God is? What is that God that you trust? That God that is with you? What is He? Spurgeon put it in a, in a really good way. He has been just talking. He said that faith is three things. And he defined it like that. In Spanish, a work, a work, it has the same three letters at the beginning. Not in English. But in Spanish, it will go with three C. And the way it will say in Spanish is conocimiento, creencia, confianza. In English, it will be knowledge, believing, and trusting. The best way is that God is. We need to know everything that God can be. And if we are in the book of Psalm, they were, they were just knowing everything that this God was. They were having everything back in the Old Testament, everything that God was doing for all the, the Israel uh, people, how they were conquering everything, how they were bringing all of them out of Egypt. And they were having all of those stories and everything there. But sometimes, us, and they were on the same position. They forgot who this God was. And the first thing on this psalm is that God is. We need to know who God is. We need to have the knowledge about God. We need to know this God. All his attributes. Everything from him. And after you know about God. Then you are going to believe in that God. When, when just somebody come and, and I was coming into the hotel yesterday and I as soon as I entered to the place here is one man that he just turned to me and said oh here is Adniel I'm like who's this person I'm not that famous so <laughs> so I just entered there and here was this person well he knew it was me because because all everything he had a picture and he knows everything of that and was pastor just there I didn't know who he was because I never knew anything about him. But thanks to God that we have today the Bible. And we can know who God is. And that's the best way for us. So after we know about him. Then we're going to trust in him. How we can trust in God? Well, we can trust in God just because he revealed himself into the Bible. We know everything that he, uh, he has been just doing. Everything that he was just making through all, everything that he was going, um, helping the Israelites coming out and just creating the world and, and, and everything. Now we have the revelation com complete from God and we can know who God is. So in that way, Spurgeon was putting everything of that like in a chain. And that's really good for us to know. And, and Spurgeon helped us a lot just dealing with that part because we can just start thinking, what is faith? God is what he is. Then he changed in, in this verse really fast and say, God is our. Now he's going to talk about us. He is for me. He's something that I have. And that's why says is our refuge and strength. Those are two things that we need. We're just persons that we're living in a world 
that we don't, we don't have anything where to just go. These disciples, they were in this boat, and this storm was just coming over. They were probably just trying to, to go here or there, but the storm was so, far, so hard. And sometimes we try just to lean and, and try just to get into something for us not to, to move. But it's better just to know that God is there. Jesus was on the boat. It was, it was better just to go to him and tell him, like, help me on this, help me on this problem. So if we know who God is, then we, need, when, then we know what he is going to be for us. He's our refuge and strength. A very present help in trouble. He's going to be a present help. He's not going to be a help tomorrow. He's not going to be a help someday. He's not something that is going to come in, in one of these days. So you are facing a problem today. Don't worry. He will come one day. No, he's not like that. He's with us always. No matter how bad the world can be. No matter how bad everything can be going in our lives. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. That's, that's the perfect way for a psalm to start. It's like giving us everything that is going to be talking about the rest of the, of the verses all over there. The way that this psalm was put together was like, if you understand like the, ber the first part, if you understand verse number one, you will understand the rest. But if you lose the point, then you will not understand when it will start talking about the rest of, of all the psalm, how it has been divided. So now on the division is verse number one, you will have like the complete summarize the, the whole psalm just in one sentence. Now you're going to see after this, the rest of the part, and it's, it's going to give us the kind of, of place where the world is today. It's something like we're coming to a psalm, we're just coming to this part, and it seems like us today are living on the same days that these people were living there. Because the problem is that history is always going to repeat. And sometimes we think that we're living in a, in a unique time of history, and we're not. Because, because the history is always going to come. Falling people, not trusting in God, because they don't want to believe in God. And they just want to turn around and try to do everything that, that they can. And that's the way for this psalm. We know how bad everything can be. We know how bad the world can be can be just shaking our lives and everything. But here we have this psalm just in one first sentence telling us everything. And we're like, we can just finish here, everything. But now it is coming to explain to us the really important pieces that he is just telling us in verse number one. So God is, and now in verse number two, he's going to, to go to therefore, we will not fear. The more we know God, then we will not fear. 
And that's one of the parts in our lives sometimes. We don't want to work more than this because then the fear will come. But sometimes it's because we do not know God completely. We need to, to know who God is. We need to trust in the Lord. We just need to go and, and continue looking and reading and, and trying to, to see the way that God has been revealing himself through the Bible. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give way. Then he's going to start telling us here a specific kind of situations. And he's not telling here, like, just go and see everything you're facing today, or, or this or that, or problems that we can solve by ourselves. He's going now to start giving us here things that don't happen every day. We think that the world, is, the world is going to collapse because we are just looking, something going really bad here, something going really bad there, and we think like, oh, it's over, the world is going over. But just imagine, on the way that here, the description on this psalm is going, if you start looking like a mountain moving from one place to another, if we just cannot imagine something that in Cuba, the, the kids is something can't stop a conversation of two persons, it's a plane. So if a plane just go in Cuba, everybody goes like. <laughs> in our heads, we, we cannot imagine how that big thing can be flying all over there. So imagine if you start looking at a mountain just moving. If you start looking something like that, what will you say? Here is a description of everything that can be happening to us in many ways and how the world today is just looking things going on. And some people, they don't know what is going to happen tomorrow. And we just go like crazy. We don't know what is going to happen. Well, yes, we know. God is with us. God is our refuge and strength. It continues in verse 3. Though the waters roll and foam. You can imagine what is that. The water, just a hurricane. Just water coming and happening this and happening that. Mountain moving, waters doing whatever they want. Florida just got and Cuba got hit uh, with a hurricane. In the middle of a hurricane, people, people are just, just like, well, it's over. We, we're going to, tomorrow, today's our last day. So here is giving us a lot of things that is not just that we're facing a problem today, a problem tomorrow. It's not something like that. Here is giving us really, really, really bad illustration of things that can come whatever day. Though the mountains tremble and it's swelling. Here are some things that we don't see every day. What would happen if you just start looking these things happening just right now? We will think and start looking, okay, where's God coming? He's coming then now. Because if for us, the world is going to collapse tomorrow just because I'm getting some problems or, or something is happening, then just imagine if something like this 
can be coming to our lives. So then it is going to jump now in verse number four. And he's going to start talking about there is a river. What really makes me just to look how God has been revealing himself in all the Bible is that he's going to talk about a river here. And he's going to talk about the streams make glad the city of God. If you go to Genesis at the beginning of the Bible, and you think about the garden there, you can just imagine how in the middle of this garden here was a river. And the way for that garden to, to be there green and everything going on and everything really good, it was because of the water just going all over the garden. All the streams that were going. In the garden, it was not like today for us, that we are just waiting for the water to come and then we go. I was a lookout mountain the other day and they were like, we're going to, to a fall. Well, probably there's no water because we have not been receiving any rain. In the garden, it was not like that. In Cuba, we pray, oh God, send the rain. In the garden, it was not like that. In the garden, the water was just there. And the way for fertilizing the, the place it was the, wa the water coming up. Now he's going to talk about the city of God. This, this same river that we can see in Genesis, if we just go to Revelation, it says and describes that from the throne of God, there's a river coming out. And the streams will be just going everywhere. So the same river at the beginning we're making. The garden going really well at the end of everything from God's throne. This same river is coming. And in the Bible we'll, uh, we will find many places like uh, Jeremiah 2.13. That God the Father is shown as a river. As water. Jesus is called the, the living water. When he was talking to the Samaritan. And the Holy Spirit, Spirit in John 7.38 is talking about this same water inside of us. So now we know. And we can be understanding when, when here says God is our refuge and strength. is something that is inside of us. It's not something that is outside. It's not something that is going to be moving in some different places. But this God revealed in the Bible that we see it was showing us in a river in the garden. Now this river coming out of the throne of God is saying that it will make glad the city of God. Trusting in the Lord, knowing our God will make glad the city of God. Every time we just go and face whatever. Just knowing that God is with us. He's our present help in trouble that will make glad the city of God. The holy habitation of the Most High. Verse 5, God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. Even the mountains can move. Even something can happen. Whatever you can, you can think about. The city of God is going to be glad. His people are going to be glad because God is in the middle of her. God is 
with us. Everybody was thinking when Jesus was just going into, into heaven, everybody was like, well, this is over. We just go and turn and let's go and do something else. But he said, I'm going to, to give you the Holy Spirit who is going to be with you forever. He's not, he was not leaving us alone. Even in the middle of everything that we can face. Even in the middle of whatever it can happen. Mountains moving. Waters going really bad. Whatever you can think, think about. It is saying that God will be in the middle. He's going to be with us. Then after that. The creation was going crazy. And there, we can see mountains moving and waters and everything. Now it's going to talk. The nations rage. The kingdoms totter. He uttered his voice. The earth melt. If you think how the lava will come out of one of those big mountains. And wherever that lava will go, it will make destroy whatever is there. It can destroy cities. It can destroy whatever. If you will be in one of those places. And you see how that lava will come out. And, and it's just coming to you. Everybody will start running. Just think about that God is telling us. Well in the middle of all of that. God is going to be with us. And he is in the middle of his people. No matter what can happen. No matter how the government can be doing things. And he's giving us the two, the two things that people, that people are more afraid of everything. So one is the creation. So if, if the creation is going bad. No raining or, or no food or no this or no that. Everybody think like the world is over. Now he's giving us here the other part. The nations can do whatever they want. The king can do whatever they decide. Number seven is a really, really good, important one. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Now here he's going to tell us about the God of Jacob. Because we need to understand and we need to know the whole Bible. And here is important of knowing more and more and, no and more. And reading from one side of the Bible to the, to the last part. Because God has been revealing, revealing himself through everything. Through all the covenants. Through everything there. Now when we just come and think about here when he says the God of Jacob is our fortress. Then we need to, to know what God was doing for Jacob. That he can, uh, that he can do that for me too. But if we don't know anything about the Bible, if we don't read the Bible, if we just go and say, oh yes, I trust in the Lord, okay, which God? Everybody have a different God. And everybody's putting together a different God. Well, this is my God because he's doing this and this and this. And what about this other part? Is he not your God because he doesn't do this and this one? So this is your God because he pleased you here, but... He's not your God because he doesn't please you here in the other situation. But if we can just know that the same God of Jacob is the same God from David. 
And it's the same God that is with us today. And it was the same God that was with Israel all over. Then we can understand why at the beginning he said, God is our refuge and strength. Now we need to know how or why we can be secure in God. Because the same God that was doing everything there is the same God that is with us today. Then verse 8. He's now going to call us and say, Come, behold the works of the Lord. How he has brought desolation in the earth. Now he's going to call us, come and see. What are we going to see? Are we going to see everything bad, how bad is the world? Yes. He's going to tell us everything that he has been doing. How man has been thinking that they will have the power over churches. He will show and he will bring us to come and see how, I, how God has been defeating all his enemies around the history. But the funny part in all of this is he's going to tell us, come and see how I brought to desolation and did everything there. But sometimes we forget that that same God that was doing everything for them there is the same God that is today with us. In the middle of everything that you can think, how bad the world can be, we need to know that the same God who was doing everything for his people, saving everybody, through the whole Bible. is the same God that is with us today. He makes war cease on the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatter of the, of the spear. He burns the chariots with fire. Sometimes when, when I just read these parts. After just reading the complete Bible. I, I, I can have in my head the image. When the people were just coming out of Egypt. Egypt. They were looking at everything that God was doing. They went in front of the sea, the Red Sea, and when, as soon as they just got there, they didn't remember who was bringing them out of Egypt. And they just stand there and said to Moses, are you bringing us here to die? Some, sometimes we are in that same position. And that's why God is always calling us and saying, come and see everything that I have been doing. He wants us to know everything that God has been doing. And that's why just knowing on the way that God has been working in other parts of the world, in other parts of the country. And just reading the Bible, we need to know that the same God that has been for all of these years with the church is the same God that is with us today. This person just having in, 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 my, in my head like they were crossing... You know, God opened the Red Sea. They were crossing. And when they crossed, they were looking how they were just getting into the water just to come and get them. Here, was the, here is what happened. That same God closed the waters and made a chaos for all these, uh, um, a big problem for them. And all of them just died there. That's the same God. That I know for sure is with me today. And it's the same God I know for sure that is with you all this morning. That's why he's just always want us to know. Read the Bible. Come and see everything that I have been doing for all over the years. 
He's just coming and, and say then in verse 10, Be still and know that I am God. He is God. He is not God because we need to say that He is God. He is not God because we need to, to start saying, Oh, well, yes, probably yes. or No, no. He is God because He is God. The more you know God, the more you know His attributes, then you can say, that's my God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. He's going to be known all over. And that's the responsibility at some point of the church. The church needs to proclaim God. And sometimes we're more focusing on and, and how we'll, we will promote the, the worst parts. And how we will promote the people or how we promote everything about the government and everything happening. What we need to promote is no matter how bad the world can be. The same God that has been working for many years or centuries through the world is the same God that is with us today. This is one of the, the best psalms that I love a lot. And I always just go and think, well, what I'm going to preach when I come to this church, just to tell about Cuba and, and about the world and about everything going on everywhere. What I'm going to, to tell them after just telling them, yes, everything is really bad. I just want you to know, and this, this sermon is completely for me. The same God, the same God that did everything for everybody in the Bible. It's the same God that is with me today. And it's the same God that is with you today. And he will be exalted all over the world. Because he's God. No matter how bad it can be in the world. No matter how bad everything can be around. He will be exalted all over the world. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. We can just find and, and just know that we can find in God everything we need. It's, this is not about prosperity gospel. We're not talking that we will, we will try to get everything I need like a house or a car or this or that. Yes, we need everything of that. If you want that work. But in God, in God, we will have everything we need. Everything that he just conquered for us. And the more important part is our salvation. No matter how bad the world can be, no matter how bad everything can go for all of us. We need to know that the Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. The more important part in this is for all of us who have been going to school when you see a teacher just going and telling you things for the second or the third time you need to know is really important and the teacher sometimes at school they just go like pay attention and they open their eyes like this and they go like listen and when the mothers or fathers are doing homeschooling they go like, important, 
They repeat it two or three times, then you need to know that that's really important, and you just go around and write it. That's coming on the test. It's the same part here. He's just given like, number one, repeat it again, repeat it again at the end. It, that means it's really, really important for us to know. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob, again, the same God that was with Jacob. If you can just think about the life of Jacob, what was happening? What was going on? What a big promises for me to know that the same God that it was with Jacob, it was with David, he was with all of them. That same God is the God who is with me today. He's with you all. He's around the world and he's the one that all of us will tell the world that God is there. He will be exalted everywhere. Preach the gospel no matter what can happen. Know more about God that will help you to know that the same God that was with Jacob, that was with all of them, is the same God that is with us today. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Father, we come in front of your presence. We come, we come to you. And we really want to thank you for everything that you have been doing in our lives. Thanks for the, for the way that you have been working all over with everybody in the Bible. And the more we know about you, and the more we know all the work that you have been doing around the world. Thank you for revealing yourself in the scripture for us to know more about you. That's why we can know that we will be safe just in you. Nothing else. Just in you, God. We want to thank you for everything and we just want to trust you for everything you have been doing for our lives. Continue protecting your people. Continue protecting the church around the world. And continue blessing this church here. And thank you because we know that you are with us through the Holy Spirit. Thanks for gathering us this morning to praise your name and help us to continue doing that forever. In Jesus' name, amen.